Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again I've just got time for one more round Set em up my friend Then I'll be gone Welcome back to week four of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast So doing this thing now for a month straight We're excited to be back um, But it's with much regret that I announce that uh, I have a pretty bad punishment coming my way as a two-time Mizzou alum, because all you fucking assholes on Twitter voted, yeah. I have to wear a KU shirt to the office. So a couple disclaimers about this real quick. Travis and I both work in the same office, um, if, for those of you that did not know. Um, and we have the... We have the privilege of being able to work from home. So I only have to go in the office twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. So this will probably more than likely take place next Monday when I wear this yeah. shirt. Yeah. It will be posted on social media, though, with a picture and Jared's smiling, gorgeous face because he's so thrilled to wear this Kansas shirt. Yep. Fucking you will see it. Will it will be great. And – he just lost again this week, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll I talk more about that. But anyway, the shirt has been purchased. You best believe that I bought the cheapest fucking KU shirt I could find on Amazon for cheapest shirt. And I used <laughs> and I used my Discover cash back, so I paid exactly zero dollars for this thing. And uh, one of our followers on Twitter suggested that I wipe my ass with it when I'm done. That may be a go-to move for a three ninety-nine shirt. <laughs> It was prime eligible, too. Not only is it prime and cheapest shirt you could fucking buy, but it has the smallest Kansas logo on it. If, if it would have been me, I wish I would have gotten to pick this shirt because it would be like I heart Kansas Jayhawks football or something or biggest no, Kansas fan. Well, I'm not trying to spend a bunch of money on a fucking KU. I get you're not trying. I would have found a cheap it's shirt. It has the Final Four logo on it that they went to this past year. So, don't spoil it. You'll see it. Don't yeah. get this. So anyway, you'll see it when it comes on probably next Monday on all social medias. By the way, we did create a Facebook page. So go check us out. Two Drunk Brothers in the podcast. If you're not super active on Twitter, you're on Facebook more often. Go ahead and like that page because um, pretty much everything we post on Twitter will also be posted on Facebook. We're also still working on getting on Spotify. Um, like I said, it's it's a lot more difficult to get on Spotify than you guys would imagine. So for the time being. Um, we're just going to continue with uploading our stuff to SoundCloud, which automatically links to our iTunes account. So we're going to be on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. If you have an Android or don't have, and don't have iTunes, um, go ahead and download the, the SoundCloud app, and you can listen directly to there. It's super easy because um, I don't know how long it's going to take us to get on Spotify, but we're in the process of doing that. <clears throat> All right. We, we, this intro is playing out too long, so uh, we're going to go ahead and roll into our picks from this weekend. Um, Travis. Uh, actually finished the weekend. So Monday night, as you guys know, if you follow us on socials, it was a huge night. Um, Travis got the win there. I thought 
Brian Fitzmagic was going to uh, pull something out of his ass at the end. If their coach wasn't stupid, they should have went for it in that fourth down. And if they didn't get it, you know what Pittsburgh would have done is ran three plays. They would stop and pick the field goal and got the ball back with like a minute or so left and a chance to score a touchdown. Yeah. That was- I didn't think they were going to let them come back and win. But anyway, Travis finished 4-4. Four and four. I will say you did finish 0-2 on, on your locks of the week. Does not matter. Yeah, it matters a little bit. A lot are 100% positive. These other games are big games we pick. Locks means you're positive, and you weren't super nope. so. Anyway, I, I got the win, as usual, on the betting side. 4-4, four 13-10 four, on the year. Um, I finished 3-5. and five. I'm 8-16 and 16 on the year, so not looking so great. However, I will note that I was 3-1 and one in my college games this week. So I'll, I'll take that. I'll take anyone I can get. I will say I don't think I should be eligible for punishment because that game last night was essentially a pick on minutes. It was. We'll, we'll wait. I'll just take it as satisfaction for now. We'll wait till somebody gets beat by more than one game to give them a punishment. I was going to say because like, so, we both did awful on the, game, on the NFL game this week. Bad. Yeah, we did. I was on four. I was on four for the, on the NFL. I think I, was I, almost, I almost want to quit betting on the NFL, to be honest with you. It's been ridiculous, which leads actually into our first and ten segment, how ridiculous the NFL has been. So we're going to roll into that. Um, play the clip. First and ten from the 45-yard line. So we are going to talk ten minutes about how crazy week three of the NFL has been, not only week three, but the weeks leading up to it. And actually – I'm going to start the timer. Ready, Travis, you see it? And yep. we're starting right now. So 10 minutes. Basically, like Travis said, talk about how crazy the NFL is. I'll, I'll let him lead off. Yeah, we, we don't know what the fuck's going on. We'll start with the AFC East. The uh, Dolphins are up two games Woo! after three weeks. Woo! That's great. Great news for us. Don't know how well it's going to be. We're undefeated. Everyone else in the division is one and two. What the hell's going on? The Patriots look like a bunch of lost puppies. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird, man. I mean, if you had told me the Dolphins would be up, you know, two games after three weeks of the season, I'd call you crazy. And what still pissed me off is the one thing I'll say about this is the national pundits that are still dragging on the Dolphins. I mean, the only – there's three undefeated teams after three weeks in the NFL, Chiefs, Dolphins, Rams. People are still saying Dolphins aren't legit. I mean, you can't help – I mean, I know that they haven't really played anybody, but you can't help what your schedule looks like. 3-0 is 3-0. Yeah, and I mean, shit, the only people the, the Patriots have beaten was the only three Texans. Very so, true. Very true. Uh, take with that as you will. Um, it's looking good for the Dolphins, but, again, who, th- who saw that coming? AFC North, Steelers are in last place. Dude, that, last division is, that division is such a crapshoot. Like, but Pittsburgh does not look good, man. They very easily could very easily could have lost somebody. Oh, their defense is terrible. I mean, yeah. I don't see it staying like this, but they're gonna need to play well from here on out, here on out. Baltimore's gonna. I think Baltimore's gonna ultimately end up winning that division. Yeah, probably. I mean, our prediction's probably gonna be wrong, but I definitely see the Steelers. Well, my prediction: I have the Steelers in the Super Bowl against the Packers. I know that ain't gonna happen on both sides. So we'll see. Who knows what the fuck's going on with Le'Veon Bell? Um, that's still to be determined and unfold. So, yeah, AFC North is also a shit show. Uh, move to the AFC South. I'm really not too shook up on the AFC South, except for the – We we both with the Texans winning the division. That's true. Oh, no, no, the US. Storm. Yeah. 
There was the Jaguars game this weekend. I mean, as Pat McAfee called it, it was the uh, special team Super Bowl. Six point, yeah, nine to six. <laughs> They're my Super Bowl winner. Fournette needs to man up and come back and play goddamn football for them to be good. Honestly, like this is another vision that I could see. It's just – But, I, I mean, mean, the Jags are going to essentially run away with it. I, th- I do I, – I, I did some more of those NFL predictor things that we did before, uh, in our first episode. Um, and every, I did five of them. Every single time I had the Jags winning it. But I didn't have their record better than 9-7, I don't think, any, any time. Mm-hmm. I think they finished season 9-7. and seven. That division's going to suck. They're going to all – I think they're all going to end up beating the piss out of each other, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't see the Titans being as well as they've been playing. They've, they've thrown together a couple patchwork Ws. They can yeah. get be 0-3. For sure. So, who knows what's going to go on there. We'll, we'll see how I that still think that, I still think Jacksonville is the team to beat in that division. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts kind of did something there either. They look pretty good against the Eagles on Sunday. They did. The Colts are, the Colts are getting better with Angela under center. Um, the AFC West, this is pretty much going as I planned it to go. Um, yeah, good call, by the way. Good call on that one. Chargers are doing a little bit better than I originally thought, but there's plenty of time for them to fuck things up. Everything else is going on point with that. Yeah, I uh, definitely anticipated the Chargers being better. Um, the Broncos are better than I thought, too. Um, the Broncos are a little better. Case Keenum did not play well on Sunday, um, but – because they should have won. They blocked a punt and a kick and a field goal. And Pat McAfee was talking today on his podcast that when that happens, you have a less than 10% chance of winning if you have a punt and a field goal block. But anyway, besides the point, Kansas City looks – I mean, I was not a big believer in Pat Mahomes, but dude's, dude's like Mike Vick 2.0. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah, well, we'll see if he can keep it up. They're going to run away with that division, I think. I would. I agree. I mean, I was just going to say the Chargers probably won't be too far behind, but I don't think it's going to be that close. Yeah, yeah. I originally had the Chargers winning this division, but I, I do see a, a, a typical Andy Reid midseason collapse coming where they lose maybe yep. like two three games in a row. But just the talent alone on that team is enough to carry that team to a, to a division championship for sure. Yeah. Um, so that covers the AFC. Uh, we have the NFC East. Um, not surprised. Um, this – Honestly, though, this division is always something I care less about than women's basketball. NFC East? Yeah, I fucking hate the NFC East and all the teams in it. Yeah, I mean, Philly, Philly's going to run away with it. Washington's yeah. the only competition. Dallas's offense is atrocious. Dak Prescott um, is not a franchise quarterback. No, it's, it's going to be Philly. And Dallas still has time to come back and make a run. I had them winning the division. Don't see that happening anymore. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. No, that's not gonna happen. I always, I always have Philly, but they all, they all are not that good. I don't even think Philly's that great anymore. I mean, give give Carson one some time, but I mean, we just still don't know what's gonna happen. This next division, though, NFC North. This will be a crapshoot, like we said at the beginning. Yeah, um, but not as big as a crapshoot as what we thought with that tie going on there now. Yeah, I know, but I, I just wouldn't get comfortable if you're a fan of any of these teams in the NFC North. 
No, man, because remember we were watching the game on Sunday and Aaron Rodgers was hobbling on that. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers looks bad. Hobbling. But so, he's playing okay, but he's, his health looks bad. Yeah, I remember I read something that they don't – they would be surprised if he doesn't make it past, like, week 10 because, like, I was telling you, like, they if they win a couple of games and they can afford to sit them for, like, three to six weeks, they're going to do that. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be able to afford that. And the Vikings well, lost the fucking again. Bills. What? The Vikings lost the fucking Bills, so. Yeah, and the Vikings play the Rams this week, so we'll, we'll get into that later. But the NFC North is going to be a piss-pounding of just teams beating the shit out of each other. I still think if Aaron Rodgers plays the majority of the year, I think the Packers can win the division. Other yeah. than that, I mean, I still, I mean, any, any, if, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play the whole year, I think any four of those teams, after what the Lions did to the Pats this week, I think they could, any four of those teams could, could win that division. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree too. I think it'll be looking up most for the Vikings, but we will see. Um, NFC South, absolutely. Like the opposite of what I had thought this was going to be like. See, I, I I always know this division's well, but I don't. I and I was like playing around some things. I mean, I could see a see a scenario where three teams out of this division make it to the playoffs. Yeah, and honestly, it's gonna. I mean, I don't. I don't know that. I don't see the Buccaneers making it. I'm still not sold on Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, I know. I the three teams I'm talking about is Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too. I think I think over once the division play starts up, the Bucks kind of just get shoved down farther and farther. Yeah, I mean, I know the Falcons sit at one and two, but they're missing a lot of key pieces on defense. Once they get those they are, yeah, they they have a lot of injuries. But is it fair to say that originally? I mean, yes, the NFC North is a tough division because any of those teams can win it. But I think only one team makes it out, out of the NFC North. I think three teams can come and come can come out of the NFC South. Right now, the NFC South's looking strong if they keep it up. Yeah, but uh, the NFC West is the exact thing that I thought would happen. The Rams will win this division by leaps and bounds, especially okay. after Jimmy G, uh, the Jimmy G catastrophe. I was gonna say that kind of threw my my one kind of my one big thing was like my one hot take. I guess was the 49ers contending with the NFC West, but now. That he's done, it's it's over. It's the Rams' division to lose. They have a point differential of plus sixty six already this year. The next, the next best team behind them is the Ravens with plus forty six. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be dumb, especially that he's out now. Who knows who they're gonna if they're even gonna try to get a quarterback? I don't know. I mean, uh, I've, I've read they could try to trade for James Winston. Maybe we'll see. I don't know if they're going to want to give up much because they have Garoppolo as their future, but yeah, RIP are. to his knee. And just want to call out that that probably could have been a targeting hit. But so if you look back on it, it wasn't from the hit. It's because he's like trying to stop and like yeah. take off the hit. Yeah, so, I saw that. But they, they still could have thrown a flag. That was they, a could have, they could have thrown a flag, but that, one, that, wouldn't have, that wasn't a result of the ACL. It's because he no, saw that and tried to jerk it. So basically, what we're trying to say here is we have. The NFL to week three, like, it, it's crazy. Like, all of our preseason takes, I mean, some look okay, but a lot of them don't look great. Um, I would. We got, we got 30 seconds left. Reevaluating after three weeks, um, would you still keep your same Super Bowl pick, um, or, or would you change it? And if you could, who do you think, who do you think it is? I was, I was actually about to jump in and say I would like to see at least two to three more weeks pan out before I jump ship on all my predictions completely. There's a few that I'm questionable about. 
Um, I still think that my playoff picks and my Super Bowl picks will be close to the same. I'd like to see a couple more weeks, but I'm just going to trust this process, damn it, and I'm going to roll with my picks at least till week six and see how they go. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm not. I mean, mine was the Packers and Steelers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is hobbling around on one leg, essentially. Um, and I had the Packers beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Steelers, the Steelers look awful. If Love Belknet doesn't come back, they're not going to make it. Um, if I had to pick another team right now, if I'd pick one from the NFC, one from the AFC, as much as it pains me to say it, it'd probably be Rams and Chiefs. I mean, those two just seem like on a collision course right now. It's gross, but it is what it is. So. <laughs> That's okay. We'll, uh, we'll see how that pans out in a couple weeks and go from there. Um, so that's first and ten for the week. We're going to move on to our Degenerates Digest. All right, here we go with our usual three college football, three NFL picks, and our locks of the week. Um, Jerry, you want to lead us off with the uh, first first matchup you got? Yeah, so first one we got at 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN2 game. Um, Big 12 matchup. It's probably going to be a shootout. Um, before I even tell you the line, you're probably probably going to want to bet the over. It's number 12, West Virginia at number 25, Texas Tech, and West Virginia was minus four. Um, I'm going to take West Virginia minus four. Uh, Texas Tech got smacked by Ole Miss in week one, who isn't that great. Um, we saw Ole Miss get trucked by Bama, but Bama's a whole other beast. But anyway, another thing is West Virginia is 3-0 and against the spread this year. And Will Greer is gunning for that Heisman. Um, he's, he's a slinger. So I think West Virginia is probably going to win this probably, honestly, probably by double digits. I'd say 10 to 14 points. So I'm going to take West Virginia minus four all day. Yeah, this was a tough one for me looking at it um, just from kind of like a paper standpoint. I was really actually leaning towards Texas Tech. Um, they have a super high-powered offense. But everyone but, uh, in the Big 12. The more I looked at – their defense, I thought that West Virginia was going to roll all over them, and that's kind of what I came to the conclusion. Will Greer is kind of having a great year so far. I know they've only played three games. They had the one canceled, so he's really looking to uh, – Because of the hurricane, right? Yeah, because of the hurricane. So he's looking to come out slinging. Um, and I'm, I'm not a huge Will Greer fan, so it kind of pains me to say this, but I'm, I'm going to take West Virginia here. Um, they have actually only allowed 304 yards per game compared to Texas Tech's 437. Yeah. Texas Tech, I feel like, never has a good defense ever. Yeah. So, that's going to be – it probably won't be as close as what it looks. So, while, we won't put West Virginia there. While, while I'm talking about the next game, go ahead and look at the – check out check out the over for that game and see if uh, that's worth taking because I can see it being a shootout. Yeah. The, our next game we have, have on the docket, so Travis and I both took, we're taking West Virginia minus four. Uh, next game on the docket is another Ohio State game. They seem to be playing in a big game every single week. So number four, Ohio State at number nine, Penn State, 6.30 p.m. on ABC. Oh, shit. It's 77. The over 77. Yeah. Uh, that's risky. I mean, I would <laughs> – life's too short to bet the under, but holy shit, that's risky. So take away my, my advice on that and just stick with the West Virginia minus four. Anyway – Ohio State's playing Penn State this week. Ohio State is four-point favorites. I feel like these games are always crazy every single year. I feel like something crazy always happens. Penn State had that blocked field goal return for touchdown to win. Was it last year or the year before? With that being said, 
Both teams are 3-1 against the spread this year, so really not an advantage there. But Penn State, if you look at their schedule, they really haven't played anybody. Ohio State um, has gone on the road and essentially beaten them and beat TCU, a pretty good team by 12 points. Um, I know they're going into Happy Valley and it's a tough place to play, but I, we bet against Ohio State once this year, and I won't do it again until they prove me wrong. So I'm taking Ohio State minus four. I think they went by a touchdown. It's going to be close, but it's a touchdown for Ohio State. Yeah, I uh, I was looking at this and just kind of doing some research research on it. These teams literally are pretty much identical on paper. Yeah. Ohio State is averaging 54 um, points per game. Penn State 55. Ohio State the lab are allowing 17 points a game. Penn State 19. Almost everything looks close. Um, but like Jared said. Um, we bet on Ohio State earlier in the year, and I'm not going to do it again until they prove me wrong. Um, Urban Meyer, second game back, give me Ohio State minus four. I like it. I like it. So we we're, we got the same picks rolling into this third one. Number seven, Stanford at number eight, Notre Dame. This is a big matchup in regards to just, like, the closeness of their rankings. That and play, playoff implications. Yeah. Notre Dame is five-and-a-half-point favorites. So Notre Dame's at home, five-and-a-half-point favorites, on this on at the same time as the last game, 6.30 on NBC. I don't get this spread. Uh, I really don't understand why Notre Dame is favored by so much. I would understand, like, a two- or three-point spread, uh, mm-hmm. or two- or three-point favorite because they're at home. I mean, it's Stanford went to overtime against Oregon last week, but they still covered the spread. I think Stanford's a better team. Um, Stanford is three and one against the spread this year. Notre Dame is two and two. And if you remember, I think it was like week two, Vanderbilt played Notre Dame really tough in Notre Dame. And so this is a no brainer. I mean, Notre Dame's quarterbacks have thrown four touchdown passes all year, uh, along with four picks. Bryce Love is a stud. Um, Stanford has the better offense and to take them at, at, at plus five and a half, I feel like it's easy money. Cause I can see them winning this game. So taking them just I mean, if they do lose, they're not going to lose by more than five points, I think. So I'll take Stanford all day long because they're, I think, they're a potential playoff team. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonics Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Yeah, Bryce Love doesn't recycle, though, according to uh, college football, college football side. Um, again, again, these are two teams that are really close on paper, uh, and I, I think it'll be a good one. It's definitely not going to be a blowout either way. Stan, like Jared said, Stanford took it overtime versus Oregon last week, and we both had Stanford, so that was a close one. They haven't let me down uh, this year, same uh, Ohio State let me down, but Stanford hasn't let me down, and I'm rolling with them. So I'm going to keep it 
on the hot hand. They're gonna they're gonna cover that spread for sure. I'm not a huge fan of Notre Dame. Get in a get in a conference and show me what you're gonna do there. So you, <laughs> you can get in a goddamn conference. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, you're just playing random teams every year. Stanford plus five and a half. Probably. I mean, I I think they'll win. I almost wanted to pick that for my lock of the week, but I know we're not supposed to do that. But I mean, not like, supposed to. But yeah, if they're it's, number seven and eight. You know, they're not going to lose by more than a touchdown. That's a huge spread. Unless there's something that we don't know about. Uh, yeah. That's kind of crazy. Let's roll into our locks of the week, though. What What's yours? Dude, I'm going to keep it short. I'll scroll on through the the uh, college games that are going on on Saturday for Bavada. Our Mizzou Tigers don't play, so can't be guaranteed that I'll be sitting down in front of a TV all weekend. Uh, but Purdue is minus three and a half at Nebraska. Nebraska is absolutely – Atrocious. Nebraska's 0-4. And I was looking and I was looking back on it. Purdue is literally a couple of possessions away from being a 4-0 team. They lost to Northwestern by four. They lost to Eastern Michigan by one, lost to Mizzou by three, and then beat a ranked Boston College team by 17. Um, so they literally are very, very, very close to being 4-0. Um, I think that's easy. Take Purdue minus three and a half all day. Because Nebraska is an absolute shitstorm, um, they're 0 and 4. I don't see them winning more than two games all year. Yeah, I like that a lot. I didn't know they've lost three games by a combined eight points. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Their record definitely doesn't indicate what they, how good they are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like that. I wasn't scrolling through those through those non-ranked matchups. I picked a ranked matchup: um, South Carolina at number 17, Kentucky. Kentucky is minus two. After spanking Mississippi State 28 to 7, um, and they're going to go ahead and give Kentucky a two point spread at home. Come on now. Um, South Carolina has allowed 163 rushing yards a game against one of the best running backs. Benny yeah, Snell's probably, one, probably the best running back in the SEC. Yeah. He's dying to get out there. He scored four touchdowns last week. Um, he's going to run all over him. Also, yeah, he. Uh, South Carolina has a pretty good offense, but Kentucky has 11th best defense in the NCAA. Damn. Um, I like this pick a lot. I think it's for sure minus two. That's pretty much a, almost a pick Yeah. Dude, that's funny. I was looking at that game too, but I was like, we have too many ranked matchups. I want to go something different kind of off the yeah. wall. But I like that as well. So um, running down the list, we had the, all three of the same picks on the college games once again um, and different locks of the week. But – um, let's go ahead and roll into the NFL. So Thursday night, we have the Vikings at the Rams. The Rams are seven-point favorites at home against a Vikings team that just lost to the Bills. Who you got here, Trav? Um, any given week, I would lock in the Rams on this one because of how dominant they've been, especially with the, uh, I don't know, just the inconsistency of the Vikings. But the Rams are missing a key to leave and Marcus Peters in their secondary with versing – Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and Kyle Rudolph, that's kind of tough. Um, so they're going to be passing a bunch with the healthiness of Cook being – or Dalvin Cook being pretty doubtful. They're going to – Kirk Cousins probably going to get 50 passing attempts. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I like the Rams, and it's it's hard to bet against them right now, especially with the Vikings missing Everson Griffin at defensive end. So Gurley might have a field day against that. Yeah, so you're uh, take, taking the Rams minus seven then? I'm taking the Rams. As much as I hate Stan Kroenke and the Rams, I'm taking them minus seven. Yeah, fuck that bastard. 
Um, I'm going to go the same thing. Rams minus seven. I think they are the team to beat in the NFL. Uh, like you said, as much as it pains me to say it, being former, you know, St. Louis Rams fans, because we were just this close to having a great team. Um, minus a seven point spread. The Vikings are having a short week after a rough week against the Bills. I maybe think they, I think they might've have been looking past the Bills and like looking ahead of the Rams a bit. But like I said, Dalvin Cook's banged up. He might not play. Um, I don't like the seven-point spread, but I'm confident the Rams will cover it, especially if it was on the road. I'd probably go Vikings, but I don't think it'd be a seven-point spread if yeah. the Vikings were at home. Um, I'm going to take the Rams minus seven. That defensive front of Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald will stop the run. Um, but I did not know, know that about the secondary. That's very interesting. But Kirk Cousins isn't, I mean, isn't playing well. So I'm yeah, going to yeah. take the Rams minus seven all day. I agree. He played like shit last week against the Bills, and this is the Rams. Their offense is explosive, so we'll see what happens. I like, I like the Rams minus sevens a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not, a, I'm not crazy about that spread, but I'll take it. Yeah, if it were like five, I would. It would, it would be more intriguing. Yeah. Um. So Sunday night, Ravens at Steelers. Um, Steelers are minus three, coming off their uh, their woes. Um, this has a potentially the potential to get ugly fast, though, with with how atrocious the Steelers' defense is. Yeah. Um, they rank 29th in yards allowed per game. Um, and when the Ravens rank first in yards allowed per game. And, defense. and no love, Bell. I like James Conner. I'm i rooting for the kid because I think he, he, he is pretty good. He deserves um, but, a chance, too. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the, the Baltimore Ravens have the better defense here. And you don't have to say defense wins championships. This is a huge divisional matchup. It's always nasty. They're huge rivals. Um, I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC North right now, so I'm going to take take them plus three. Again, these games that are these three-point spreads are really fucking me this year, so I'm hoping this one doesn't. But they're playing really well now. I mean, the Steelers could easily be 0-3 if they had yeah. if they had played some better teams or some things didn't some things that went their way didn't go their way, like Zane Gonzalez field goals. And uh, Fitzpatrick not playing like – not showing up till, till the second half. Um, so, I'm taking the Ravens plus three. I think they're a better team, and I think they're going to win the AFC North now. So, that's, that's, that's my reasoning behind that. Here we go. Here's our first disagreement. While I did give those defensive, those defensive stats earlier, um, if the Steelers' defense can just hold on in there and keep them in it, which I can see that happening because the Ravens' offense isn't that great. Um, I don't see them having a tough time scoring because while the Ravens' defense is first, the Steelers' offense is second in the NFL in yards per game. So I'm going to take the Steelers minus three at home. Sorry, Ravens. You let me down last time I bet on you in a primetime game. I'm not going to let it happen again. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the home thing I get, um, I just think three points too much. I could see it being a one or three point game. But yeah, it's just the fact that it's at home and they need a win. Don't listen to me because Travis is 13 and 10 on the year, and I'm 8 and 16, and these three-point fucking spreads are really bummed. He said the th- yeah, he said the three-point spreads are fucking them, so roll with me. There's our first disagreement. Yep. We're, and we only have two games left. Monday night game, Chiefs at Broncos. Chiefs minus five. Easy. I mean, some would say, can you even pick against the Chiefs at this point? No, you can't. You you roll with the Chiefs until they until they lose you money. Um, honestly, I might say roll with the Chiefs the rest of the year if you can because they're going to be underdogs in some games. I think when they play – when they go to Gillette, they'll be underdogs, and I think I can see them winning there. Um, but they're, they're, in, they're in mile high. It's a tougher place to play. 
um, with that thin air. It's going to be Pat Mahomes' first game mile high. It's very important to remember that. But with that being said, I don't think the Broncos are good enough to kind of hold that, that, Chiefs, that Chiefs offense um, at bay. They got smacked by the Ravens, um, even when they blocked a punt in the field goal, like I said earlier. We're not going to sniff the Chiefs. Chiefs win by three scores, I think. So minus five is easy money. Dang. Um, here we go again. I know the Chiefs are hot and they're good and the really? Broncos are kind of snuck away with some wins. But this is a divisional matchup and it's always competitive. And it's Mahomes' first primetime game in the NFL. Yeah. First That's why I'm going with the two, fucking yeah. Broncos. Going with the Broncos to cover. Not only are they going to cover, but they it's going to be close. I mean, five points is a lot, obviously, but it's going to be close. Um, and they're going to ruin the Chiefs' perfect record at mile high. Like you said, that thin air. Here's a good stat for you. In the last 12 years, the Chiefs are 6-8 and eight in primetime games, and the Broncos are 21-16. and 16. The Chiefs oh. have the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah. The most yards per game. I know Case Keenum isn't that great, and I know their offense isn't looking too hot, but they're going to lose this one late. Broncos plus five. So you're saying the Chiefs are going to lose. I'm, gonna say, I, I'm predicting they're going to lose, but I'll definitely take the Broncos plus five. Yeah. I mean, also the Broncos play pretty much the entire game without Philip Lindsay last week because the dumbass punched someone in the head on the pile. Yeah. Uh, so I can see that. So two disagreements in the NFL games. I didn't do so hot on the NFL games last week, so maybe not listen to me. But anyway, as two disagreements, Travis took the Steelers minus three I think, and took the Broncos plus five, and I did the exact opposite. So – what is your lock of the week for the NFL? What did you like the most this week? When you're, when you're I honestly like a lot. I liked a lot of NFL games this week. I, I didn't really. I didn't. At all. No, I, I I had like three games and it was tough for me to pick against. Um, but I ultimately decided this one. It's Bucks at Bears, the Buccaneers at, at Chicago, and Chicago's minus three. And you always pick against Chicago because fuck Chicago, right? Yeah, I guess they're two and one though. <laughs> but for real though, um, I don't like the. I don't think the Bears are that good, and they haven't proven anything. And the Bucks have shown they have what it takes to put up points. Yep. If Fitzpatrick stays at quarterback this week, which I think they will roll with him. No, they are. He, James Wilson's still out. It's only week four this week. No, he's only suspended three weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, he's only spent. Three, he could. He reported this morning. Um. So, we'll see what happens. If Fitzpatrick is under center, I think they are going to roll. I think Mike Evans has a field day. Fitz is going to throw for 300 if he starts again. I'll take the Bucks plus three. I like that. As long as Khalil Mack doesn't get to him. Do they have any uh, decent running backs that can pick up uh, pass rushers? See, they don't run a lot. so I, I'm, just no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying when Fitzpatrick no. drops and drops back to pass, do they have any? Do they have any good, like good size running backs to hang out in the backfield to pick up those extra pass rushers with the offensive line? Yeah, that's why I think they don't run a lot because Jaquiz Rogers is a big man. He's a big body. I think he can put on some. Yeah, cool. I like so that. I like I, that. I, I like the box plus three. I went with a little something a little different. Didn't do a game spread. I did an over under. Okay. Um, I did under on the Jets versus Jags game. It's Thirty-eight and a half. Um, the Jets actually have a pretty, a pretty decent defense, and we know the Jags really can't move the ball. The Jags have a fantastic defense against a quarterback. I could see that being an exact snoozer like the Jags game last week. Not saying a nine six, a nine to six snoozer. Wow, I'm fucking tipsy. 
Um, <laughs> not saying a nine to six snoozer, but like maybe like a seventeen ten or something like that. I mean, yeah, this is a touchdown right each right. side, but I definitely take the under on the Jets Jags game thirty and a half for sure. Thirty eight and a half. Yeah, I like that. Is Fournette playing? I don't know yet. They haven't. They haven't said anything. Yeah. You know, they don't come out that shit till Thursday or Friday. Sometimes yeah, Sunday morning. So, but yeah, I, I think I actually go even, ahead. Even if Fournette does play, the the Jets have a pretty good defensive line with yeah. Wilkerson and everybody. So, I mean, the yeah. Jets have a good defense. They just can't score for shit. I I picked up the Jets. I'm streaming the Jets defense this week in fantasy. So, um, that means some we're on the right path there. I like that. I like the under for sure. Jags haven't scored a lot of points this week or this no. year. No. Um, so we that brings us to the end of the Generous Digest. We're going to move on to our Q and A um, this week. We we got one question, but I feel like it's a good enough topic to talk about. Yeah, we only got one question this week, uh, but I feel like it's something we can definitely talk about because it's something that everyone's kind of bitching about. So I'll let you go ahead and rip off the question. <laughs> Shouts out to Sour Boy Cyrus Manolo at Cyrus Z Virus on Twitter. DM does DM does this question and it's a good one. It is a good one. Here it is. Um, what do we think about the NFL rule change for roughing the passer? Um, it's been an absolute disaster up to this point in the season. We've seen defensive players get hurt um, and penalized using textbook form. What do you suggest the league implement to protect players on both sides of the ball? I just want to address first of all. Um, the, yeah, there has been a lot of injuries, or not yeah. a lot, but at least at least one major one. William Hayes from the Dolphins tearing his ACL from obviously laying up. Yeah, so I, I actually sent Travis a, a tweet that a good guy a good guy we follow um, that 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 reports on Dolphins, uh, Travis Wingfield at Wingfield NFL on Twitter. He's a good follow. He breaks down film for the Dolphins every week, and you can see like William Hayes when he he sacks. Um, Derek Carr last week, and when he sacks him, he like swings his lower body out to the right side to avoid like landing his whole body weight on. Because we know that now, landing your body weight in the quarterback, driving him to the ground, results in a penalty for whatever fucking reason. Thanks a lot, Aaron Rodgers. Um, but William Hayes like literally swings his whole leg leg weight up to the side, and he lands on his knee and tore his ACL when he's doing that. So I get you're trying to protect quarterbacks this quarterback's bringing bring the money but it's not fair to the defensive players who are literally taught their entire lives to wrap up and tackle and drive to the ground it's just how they're it's ingrained like i played football in high school like that's what we're taught textbook tackle wrap up drive them to the ground so you're gonna penalize guys for doing something they're taught their whole lives it's, just, it's absolute it's it's it's, it's insanity I agree, and I think I've seen a lot of calls that have been the wrong calls. Last night there were like four or five Monday Night Football. Um, now I'm not I'm not agreeing with the with the rule change or anything. I just want to play devil devil's advocate for just a second, just to be that asshole. When you see flags, like I feel like everything all viewers' attention is being brought to this this penalty now, and. Everyone's like, oh, arguing about it. But look at all the other penalties that are absolute bullshit. Half of them aren't even penalties. Offensive you, fucking pass interference. The pick plays. Got to stop. Yeah, yeah, the pass interference, the pick plays that they're calling. Um, there, was a, there was a play in the Dolphins game where Daniel Kilgore, the center, had a perfect block, brought him to the ground, and they called holding on it. And yeah. 
it's just it's taking your your viewpoint away from these other penalties and putting them on this, which I just feel like there's no way around it, and it's just going to make you maybe get pissed about these penalties and take your eyes off another. But there's no way around it, and it's going to happen. So there's really nothing you can do about it but learn and and uh, and kind of move on and kind of adapt to what what's going on. Yeah, I, I get that, and I know we keep talking about the Dolphins game, but that's what me and Travis watch every Sunday. We do have Red Zone up on another TV, but we, uh, most of our attention is divided to, to the Dolphins, the 3-0 Dolphins, I might add. Um, but we should have blown out the Raiders last weekend because we had like three drives killed by stupid penalties, and it's just I, – I think these refs seem to be, I don't know, like reprimanded like it, when players get suspended and um, fined for bad hits or, you know, dirty hits or – doing something stupid, I think refs should be fine and suspended for whenever they make a bad call. That can literally impact the game, and that one game can affect whether or not he gets in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think the whole – they've already protected the quarterback enough. They had the Tom Brady rule that happened like 2008 or whatever um, where you can't have a quarterback below the, below the knee or below the waist or whatever, and now you can't j- tackle them and drive them to the ground because Aaron Rodgers hurt his shoulder last year. Like, So you have like this tiny-ass midsection – we can hit him at, but you, you're not supposed to drive. I just don't get it. Like, poor Clay Matthews, man. He's been penalized, what, two or three times now? And that sack on Alex Smith last week was literally textbook. And, yeah. like, he was saying, like, if a quarterback's falling, like, when a quarterback sees a defensive player running at them. They give themselves up. They give themselves up. And when they give themselves up, they're naturally going to turn. They're going to Sam Bradford it. They're going to grab the ball, turn away, and start falling towards the ground. And that player's running at them full force and is going to fall on top of them. So what are they supposed to do there? Just not touch them? Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. I get there's there's some calls that that could probably be changed, but I don't know how you how you implement it in in game. Like I said, I'm not defending it, but thinking about it in a ref standpoint, it's kind of hard to tell when they drive the body weight in or not because I mean a tackle's a tackle, and unless they actually pick them up and pile drive them which is, I think is the only way they need to call it, then it doesn't need to be called. Yeah, if you pick a guy up and his feet leave the ground, you drive him into the ground, yes, then, then, then throw a flag. I agree with that number. Yeah. That's unnecessary. But they, but they definitely need to they need to clarify what's going on because a lot of these refs are just thinking, oh, it's pretty much just a hard hit on a quarterback. We're going to throw a flag for him. Yeah. So to answer your question, Cyrus, you know, what do you suggest the league implement to protect players on both sides of the ball? I think prior to this rule being made, they've already done as as much as they can to protect players on both sides of the ball with the targeting issue, with the leading with the helmet, leading with the shoulder. All that stuff's great. It's fantastic for players' health after the game's over. The one thing I'll say is that when you step on the football field every Sunday, Saturday, Friday night, whatever it is, your high school, college, NFL, you take an assumed an, an assumed risk. You know every time you step foot on that football field, that you are going out there to literally use your body as a destroying force and a destroying machine. And that you are using your body to basically go up against other bodies. It's like, it's almost like you're a gladiator and you assume the risk, you know, you're getting into. So if they're okay with it, then why shouldn't everyone else be okay with it? I understand the CT is an issue, but I feel like they've already done enough to protect players both sides of the ball. This rule is just absolutely fucking stupid. I agree. At this point, it's just making it hard for the viewers to watch. Yep. Um, they need to. They need to clarify a little bit. Get it. Get some. Get some referees in there and kind of explain to them what f- fucking leading with your body is and put, driving into the ground. But 
like I said, we we aren't Roger Goodell. We aren't the worst commissioner in all of sports. So other than that, that's all we have for you this week. Hope you enjoy. Download that or follow us on subscribe to Apple Podcast. Listen to us on SoundCloud if you don't have an iPhone. Follow us on Twitter, share, Facebook, anything you can. We appreciate you guys. We'll be looking out for you wearing a KU shirt next week. So peace, guys. See ya. We don't need no bottle. Purple color lip gloss. Room at the Saguaro. Ain't nowhere I would rather be. Right between your holidays. Coffee on the Flintstones. Jewelry on the Ottoman. Baby, let me in. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.